Greetings and welcome to the Franz Barden podcast. And I'm just going to hop right into it today and go on to step one. And I'm going to be going through each step individually and as completely as possible. But things I have said in the other episodes definitely apply here as well. So Certainly don't forget all that, and um, I encourage you to listen to previous episodes. But step one starts with the spirit training, then the soul training, and then the physical training, or I guess schooling is the word that Barden uses. In one example of how Barden, you know, is so dense and glosses over things that take people a whole lifetime, to do is, you know, he makes the important stressor of keeping the body flexible. And, you know, some people spend, you know, their their life with yoga as their main path, but to Barton, it's just a brief paragraph. But anyways, as you go on to the spirit training, I am hearing from a lot of people that they got stuck on the spirit schooling for long periods of time with thought discipline and thought control and mastery of thoughts. And there's two things I will say about that. One is I've stressed in previous episodes the importance of doing the soul schooling and the physical schooling first because that's the foundation from the ground up. And the spirit schooling is always the most difficult and the most advanced and Barden warns himself against having one-sided uh, spirituality in some of the Eastern religions that just go to spirit training and non-duality right off the bat and regard the lower levels as Maya. So always look to the soul schooling and the physical schooling first in the, this step work is my suggestion and that that was my process that i followed because that was my uh, foundation and so that's the way i found myself through all of the steps and so another thing i will add about the spirit schooling is if you do get stuck on the thought control and the vacancy of mind and that that uh, you can do a Zen meditation technique of counting the breaths, which one, strengthens the will, and two, will clear up the mind. And it's simple. It simply involves breathing in and out, that's one, in and out, that's two, in and out, that's three, and so on. And try to get to 200 without losing count. And if you do lose count, that's fine. Just take a close approximation of where you thought you were and continue on. And that will strengthen the will. It'll help with the thought control. And it will also clear the mind up of fog and debris that you may be holding on to. Uh, for vacancy of mind to be possible. So certainly don't get stuck on that step part and stay there. And while you're doing the Zen meditation of counting your breaths, 
And I would encourage that even if you're not getting stuck on the spirit schooling, or even if you've already been through this step completely, I would suggest that Zen meditation of counting the breaths is a good thing to do throughout all the steps because it does strengthen the willpower and the fire element. And it also helps the air element. It really helps all the elements, really. It's just a good, complete, holistic exercise to do that can make the step work easier. And so as we go on and we go to the soul schooling, there is the astral mirror and our white mirror and our black mirror and the positive traits and the negative traits. And I, I would say many things about that. One, you know, it's, it's the realm of the psyche. The soul is the psyche as well. And so it's the realm of psychology. And I have a whole lot of previous episodes in psychology. In fact, I have more episodes on this podcast in psychology than I do about Barden specifically yet. And, you know, that that's intentional because psychological training is very important for magical work and very necessary. And uh, I, I see a whole lot of, uh, let's just call it psychological issues or mental health issues or mental illnesses as like a kind of disintegration in the self. There's things that aren't integrated between the different levels of spirit, soul, and earth. And there's things that can be stuck in early development that, you know, happened at a time when uh, you weren't in control of it. And it, it can, stuff like that runs really deep. And we all have it to some degree uh, or another. And so the psychology podcast before are very helpful for that. And as you go through the black mirror and the white mirror, I would say identifying the traits with elements is very important because what it ultimately comes down to, as I talked about integration with the levels, it's also integration with the elements and the elements in the body and locating the elements in the body and how they feel and take shape in your body. And my ish episode on the elements is was very is also a big help if you haven't heard that episode. So the the soul schooling in this step is very much about the psyche and the development of the psyche. And as we go on to the physical schooling, we have the impregnation of water, the conscious intake of nourishment, and the mystery of breathing. And those are all key components to all of the steps. You know, step one is kind of the base of the triangle. And Barden's steps move up in a triangle where the lower steps are a broader base and the focus rather narrows as you go up through the steps. So it's not really a rectangle going up 
or a line. It's really like a triangle where the early steps are the the broad base of the beginning. And step one is the broadest base, the very bottom of the triangle, the bottom line in the triangle, so to speak, as the steps progress. So the mystery of breathing is very central um, just because breathing in the elements and learning to use the breath when it comes to filling up with different elements and getting elements in balance uh, was very key for me in my process and going through this. And so I, I feel like the mystery of breathing, it's the, the schooling in step one is very, um, you know, kind of low maintenance. It's only, you know, just um, a limited amount of breaths that Barton encourages you to take each day but it becomes more and more. And uh, there's also the issue of taking the cold shower and scrubbing your skin with a brush that opens the pores. I would say that's great if you can do that. That's ideal if you can do that. If it's too much for you to take the cold shower, try to just do hot for a while and then cold and slowly build up to it. There's a little editor's note in that section, you know, according to one's health. Certainly don't um, overthrow your immune system with too cold of a shower if there are some health issues that you're also dealing with on this. But water in general, in the shower or in the bathtub or even in the whirlpool, can really help open the pores. And another thing that I found useful, and I believe I've mentioned this before, but it bears repeating, are things like a sauna in a steam room. If you're a member of a local gym, using the sauna in the steam room can uh, benefit you on many levels, you know, including opening the pores, but also just getting everything flowing to a good degree. And the whirlpool in the jacuzzi is the same way. It's kind of a deep bath into the water element. And I would say the sauna is more fire and the steam room is fire and air. So, you're really working with the elements at gyms and that part of it. And um, so so those tools can be a big help if you do have access to them. And, you know, the wish you use in impregnating food and impregnating water is going to be the same wish you use in the auto-suggestion, which comes shortly after this step. And so um, be consistent with your wish until it is fulfilled. And uh, the wish that uh, I've, I've used and I continue to use is magical success. Success in this work, you know, um, very, very kind of obvious, you know, and it builds and the momentum builds and the water does get 
impregnated. And that's where imagination and visualization come in, not as just mere psychological exercises, but as something more, as a manifestation. You use imagination and visualization with this impregnation of food and water in a way where it becomes real. You know, you make it manifest. You're not just going through some process in your head. And I I had one client that mentioned, uh, well, how do I know if it's really happening? Like if it's really um, getting done. And I, you know, I'd encourage, um, you know, all Barden practitioners to not really even worry about that. If you're doing your end, it is, it is getting done. And the boundary between uh, oneself and the impregnated water kind of diminishes where it kind of becomes one in, a, in the same. You know, you're using it as a magical tool that is part of your own magical energy. And so it becomes one in the same. And if you can impregnate food and then eat in solitude and in silence, that's ideal. But, you know, there's even the blessings that some people say, certain religions say before meals, and that can certainly help. And if you're in a situation where you must eat with other people or it's a ritual to eat with other people, I would say that's, you know, definitely not a reason not to do it. You can still impregnate your your food and consciously intake with that wish. Um, it may be kind of... Um, you know, not as concentrated because there's talk and there's other people involved, but it will still be something. So I'm kind of of the philosophy to cling to progress, not perfection. I mean, sure, perfection is great. Mastery is great. But progress is sufficient. Progress on this path. And You know, um, another thing that I did is I would go through steps one through three, and then I'd go back and start at one again and go one through three and get better each time I went through them, you know, rather than just um, in a straight line. Um, It would be more, more like a spiral, you know, I'd go up, backtrack a little, go up a little more and then, you know, run across the same ground over and over because the more practice that happens, the more practice that happens. And I still do that. I still do that. There are abilities I have achieved that I've done maybe two or three or four times, but I still can't do them on a regular basis. And so I'm still working on this and I'm still working on certain parts and I'm still very mindful each day where my elements are. And if I can tune into the Akasha once the elements are um, balanced and making sure the elements stay balanced and tuning into the Akasha, you know, tuning into the astral 
Um, that's, you know, that's a daily thing for me. And, you know, as you go later through the steps, you'll, we'll get to, you know, anchoring certain things with gestures and, you know, I would get balanced with the elements, tune into the Akasha and anchor it all in a hand gesture. So now I use a hand gesture that takes me there quickly without having to do, you know, other work or breathing exercises with the elements to get things straight. But I'll still do those if something gets out, out off balance in the course of life because there are day-to-day struggles and real-world struggles that can um, throw oneself off. And, um, you know, it's not like you automatically um, get through initiation into hermetics and the whole world is perfect. You still have, we still have to live in an imperfect world. So there's still going to be struggles and adaptations that need to be made with it and things that will throw, um, you know, our system off. And that includes me. So, um, that's where I'm coming from from. I ran through things pretty quick, uh, partly because I've covered some of this ground in previous episodes with uh, the theory part that ties into this. And if you have any questions or comments, or you're interested in um, doing a coaching session with me, you can always email me at thegraveyardcowboy at gmail.com. And in the next episode, I will be moving on to step two, but I will also, um, you know, maybe recover some of step one. But definitely the main thing with step one, don't get stuck in this spirit schooling. Use that Zen meditation, accounting the breaths, go on to the soul schooling and the physical schooling, then come back to the spirit schooling after a while of doing the astral mirror and the physical schooling in step one and doing the Zen meditation, come back to the thought discipline and thought control. And my, my thought is that you will find it much easier. I didn't have that problem personally because I spent six months living in a silent monastery and that really cleared my head and centered my spirit in a deep and meaningful way. And so I was able to get through that part, no problem. But if I went through the steps again for the first time and I was stuck on the spirit schooling of step one, that's what uh, I would do in hindsight. So that's my suggestion. And thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I wish you all many blessings and I will be in touch.